We have a whole video from a week or two ago about the derailment crash and subsequent planned explosions in East Palestine, Ohio, which you are free to go watch at any time. But we should preface this whole video with the fact that, yes, what happened should have been prevented by industries either choosing to or being regulated to improve safety by investing in their employees and updated technology. Uh, the Trump administration rolled back regulations specifically related to the braking systems on trains carrying hazardous materials. The argument here is that this train wouldn't have qualified. Our retort uh, was and is that the qualifications should have been more broad so that more of these massive trains would be forced to adopt newer brake technologies regardless. The Biden administration has also fumbled just right out the gate by not so much ignoring the entire incident, but being noticeably absent in what you, you would assume to be very basic community outreach. All and, they had to do was show up. And the reason why is uh, the Democratic Party cannot even acknowledge the existence of Palestine, whether it is the yeah, original uh, Palestine mm -hmm. or the one in Ohio. We can't, it's, it's a third rail, we're not touching it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, we have no idea what the long-term effects of this derailment will be for the local population. Um, maybe go get your water at the local Costco. But we would assume that it would be better to over-inform, over-test, and be very proactive about this extremely hot-button issue rather than just, you know, do what they're doing. Again, this whole situation, it's bad. We've gone over a lot of it, including the multiple veteran railway workers who have been ringing alarm bells for years, if not decades in our previous video. We can't cover it all over again. So just, I don't know, go watch that to understand that we understand the severity of this. Yeah, having said all that, the GOP has pounced on this moment in a very obvious way and are doing their very best to act as though this never would have happened if they, specifically Trump, were in charge and that they would have immediately come to the rescue, which based on their entire track record throughout time and specifically the Trump years is not true. It's a show, and they are absolutely using this situation for political gain. Quite successfully so far, too. And to be fair, it's also a damning indictment of our current elected officials, because Trump's visit to East Palestine, Ohio, would have never happened if the door weren't left wide open for him by both the Biden administration and, uh, well, part of his administration, Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg, who finally did visit the site of the derailment on Thursday of this week. And this visit follows a visit from the head of the EPA last week, which, yeah, that's great. But it's, you know, it's not as someone, it's not as exciting. The person doesn't have a, a recognizable name. So, you know, obviously not going to be big news, but it still happened. And for his part, Biden was busy visiting Ukraine amidst the one year anniversary of the Russian invasion, which is also really fucking important. Yeah, it's important, but also it's very easy to look at Biden signing checks for another country and, uh, you know, feel a little left out, feel yeah. a little neglected. And that's how it's being positioned, successfully. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, this is all in addition to other officials from the EPA and the NTSB visiting the site of the derailment immediately following the crash. The administration offering federal assistance, getting FEMA in contact with local officials to help with operations. What they didn't do, though, was show up. And it's uh, so noticeable that it became very, very easy for the GOP to pounce on that. Uh, there's... A lot of bad stuff going on, but the right's ability to laser focus on hot button issues like these with the knowledge that they are not the ones in charge and can act as though everything would have been literally perfect on their watch is quite literally acting in bad faith. Mm -hmm. And they they know that it will win them favor and praise despite not doing anything but showing up with pallets of water or Goya beans yeah. or, uh, you know, talking about on their 
news programs nightly. This is uh, the tossing a paper towel to the victims of the Puerto Rican hurricane all over again. I also want to address um, among the uh, more deranged blue wave, we love Kamala Harris uh, branch of the brain damaged online Democratic Party. Uh, a lot of them are just like, well, these people voted for Trump, so fuck them. Should have voted for Biden. It's like, well, that's a very odd take. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah, like, not okay. showing a lot of compassion. There. Yeah. It's like, okay, so even if they had voted for Biden, Biden won in either case and didn't, didn't, it still happened under Biden. So what are you talking about? But yeah, they're just like, well, why should Biden go? Uh, it's like, yeah, why should Biden go to a place where he might actually swing some voters by uh, showing up in person? And uh, being compassionate. You're literally. I guess handing, we'll never know now. Handing the GOP uh, free talking points. Democrats, uh, the the real brain poisoned ones are just so fucking annoying. <laughs> anyway, let's get things straight right out the gate. The Republican Party has been in lockstep with the major railroad companies in their effort to deregulate the industry while also hindering any union efforts that could and would make railways safer through advanced technology deployment, proper staffing, and employee protections. The Democrats have also been pretty much in lockstep with them, but... Uh, yeah, it's been a bit more uh, bold uh, from the GOP yeah. side. Uh, they, the GOP did not suddenly have a change of heart, and their decades-long battle against any and all environmental protections in favor of monetary gain should be enough to prove that this is all bullshit. But here we are once again, doing the goddamn media's job for them because everyone else just sees this shit, refuses to acknowledge living through decades of Republican policymaking, and instead says, wow, Trump brought them McDonald's and water bottles. Great guy. Let's get this guy who outwardly hates government assistance programs and safety regulations of any sort back in office. I don't know, is that intro into this video too long? Sorry, but arguing on the internet is exhausting and people are still going to spam this video with comments about how amazing the GOP is. Uh, through all of this with zero nuance. But yes, former president and currently campaigning Donald Trump did show up in East Palestine, Ohio, bashed the current administration, talked about how he would have done things, and brought Trump-branded water and cleaning supplies. <laughs> cleaning supplies. Uh, before stopping at his favorite restaurant, McDonald's, on his way out and handing out some MAGA hats. It's like, I bet I know this menu better than anyone else in here. I know I love McDonald's. He actually walked up and asked what today's specialty was. What's were. the spe- yeah. <laughs> Very weird. But yes, please, we are begging you to see through this. Uh, it, it is clearly acting in bad faith, but here's the Associated Press with more on the visit. The former president, who was mounting a third bid for the White House, wore his trademark red Make America Great Again cap as he said the community needs answers and results, not excuses. Trump appeared with U.S. Senator J.D. Vance, Republican of Ohio, Mayor Trent Conaway, and state and local leaders, and traveled via motorcade, giving the visit the look of an official presidential visit. The trip offered Trump who has held few events since he launched his campaign in November, an opportunity to reprise the role he often held as president, surveying disaster damage and meeting with residents following tragic events. He praised the staff of the Federal Emergency Management Agency, even as he offered criticism. He also donated cleaning supplies along with pallets of what he said was Trump-branded bottled water to residents concerned about the water coming out of their taps. Before leaving town, Trump stopped by a local McDonald's where he passed out hats, ordered meals for first responders, and picked up food for the plane ride home. <laughs> He's just like me. He also visited Little Beaver Creek to inspect the damage and greeted supporters assembled nearby to cheer him on. Thank you for not forgetting about us, one woman told him. Have fun, everybody, Trump told them after signing autographs. Have fun. Uh, another, we did this before. Another strange thing uh, with this is um, 
the local GOP and the Trump GOP seem to not really be on the same page here because uh, for like at least the last week, every local government nearby has been like, see, this water's delicious. Mm-hmm. Mm, tastes just like normal water to me. Let's everyone, let's pour ourselves a glass of water. And Trump yep. shows up with tastes like, bo- great. like Trump Don't water. drink the water. It's fucking toxic. And he's yeah. right. Uh, there's one thing that he's he's look good at because it works. Uh, it's part of the strategy is. For his uh, constituency, the optics, going to places and just being seen and then being like, all right, well, my job here is done, is a something that he has done consistently uh, in his public political persona. Yeah. So um, he knows uh, he knows the optics. Yeah. Uh, So this is, by the way, the same guy who we're talking about Trump, by the way, uh, who during his presidency was dealing with the peak of the Flint water crisis, then blamed it on General Motors and proceeded to block a federal health study on the nationwide water contamination crisis because it would cause a, quote, public relations nightmare. Trump's head of the Environmental Protection Agency at the time, Scott Pruitt, had his first year in power summarized as follows. In legal maneuvers and executive actions, in public speeches and closed-door meetings with industry groups, he has moved to shrink the agency's reach, alter its focus, and pause or reverse numerous environmental rules. The effect has been to steer the EPA in the direction sought by those being regulated. Furthermore, a 2018 study in the American Journal of Public Health found that in the first six months of Pruitt's tenure as EPA head that the agency had adopted a pro-business attitude unlike that of any previous administration. The study argued that the Pruitt-led EPA has moved away from the public interest and explicitly favored the interests of the regulated industries. Trump would then cut the EPA's budget by 24% and demand that it fire around 15,000 employees. Trump's appointee would go on to draw the ire of the Office of Government Ethics for using the agency's money for his own personal gain or expenditures. He had uh, he wanted to have a separate office in his home state, uh, gave people places, uh, his friends, uh, contracts and places to live in Washington. Yeah, there was a lot of I remember. money going around. Uh, after all of this, after uh, just two years at the EPA, he resigned, uh, of course. So again, fuck that guy and fuck Trump for installing him. But that's not all, because for all of Trump's apparent love of FEMA, the Federal Emergency Management Agency, uh, he sure didn't like utilizing it while he was in office, specifically when it would help people in states that he lost in the 2016 presidential election. Mm -hmm. Uh, In the days leading up to his visit to East Palestine, Ohio, and while on site, Trump claimed that he would have immediately brought in FEMA and put the full weight of the government behind analysis, cleanup, and prevention. Uh, I know all of our memories are bit screwy by now, but back in 2020, a whole three years ago, Trump outright refused to provide federal aid to California after devastating wildfires wiped out entire towns. He instead demanded that everyone rake up their brush so it doesn't happen again. Thank you, Mr. President. Thank you. Uh, Trump later reversed his decision when even the biggest weirdos in D.C. thought that withholding disaster relief from people he viewed as political enemies went maybe a smidge too far. Also, the towns that burned down were fucking Trump towns. Yes. This wasn't the the Hollywood liberal establishment's houses burning down. This was, no. this was poor. I think like one of the biggest ones was like a fucking trailer park. Anyway, this is all just to remind everyone that Trump is he's a very petty man. He's only ever looking out for one person himself, Donald Trump. So if showing up to Ohio and doing some photo ops is good for his brand, he's gonna do it. Yeah, and it seems like it's it's pretty good for his brand. I mean, the the yeah. guy delivered what he described as Trump water to the people of Ohio, which is. Apparently a real thing. Uh, also, Goya from, beans. From the sinks of Mar-a-Lago. Yeah, apparently this was an actual brand that he was distributing and selling uh, like 10 years ago, a decade ago. 
Uh, and the, people are like, I don't oh, think this water much, must be old. And it's like, no, he's he's still been manufacturing it for private use in his resorts. Oh, okay. Because, like, yeah, you're really not supposed to drink yeah. uh, plastic bottled water that's, like, more than, like, a year or so yeah, I've seen I've seen the <laughs> argument of people being like, don't drink that water. It's, it's 10 years, 13 years old. And it's like, okay, well, uh, hold on. I, I don't know. Maybe it is bad in old water. But uh, the truth is that he still manufactures the water for his resorts. So maybe it's okay, but it's also the weirdest fucking argument to take in all of this. Uh, whatever. If for some reason you're like, okay, well, sure, at least he showed up. Yes. It was all for show, but yes, you're right. He made them feel good. Yeah, now let's look at some of Trump's recent policy positions for his presidential bid once again, just to remind you where he's at and where he's headed if, uh, you know, given the Republican nomination. Many of you will die or be sickened, but I will be there to comfort you and purchase McDonald's for you, assuming you're in a state that voted for me. Yeah. So that's that's what, that's the trade-off. Yeah, sure. But uh, aside from that is uh, some pretty, pretty crazy stuff, like his recently laid out plan to end crime and restore <laughs> law and order, oh, yeah. which is essentially just a rehash of old policy goals slightly cranked up. It includes massive funding for policing, bringing back stop and frisk, sending his Department of Justice to open investigations into what he describes as Marxist prosecutors in leftist cities, expanding the use of the death penalty to include drug dealers. He also wants to bring back firing squads. Yeah, sending in the military when he feels like local law enforcement is refusing to act, and expanding criminal consequences for teenagers. Seems pretty fucking aggressive and very bad, but... Uh, yeah. What do I know? I mean, look, if we're going to have the death penalty, I'd rather get shot than go through this whole song and dance where they're like... We're just poisoning you. Some dickhead who doesn't even know chemistry is like mixing chemicals together and... Uh, this will definitely kill I someone. <laughs> we'll see if this works or not. Yeah, I don't know how fast no, or uh, you know, humane it'll be. Just yeah. shoot me. Anyway, <sighs> we need a cold shower with some clean water after that <laughs> very annoying story. So uh, meet the dog with the world's longest tongue. Wow! Hey. We love fluff, don't How we, How does folks? he get around with that thing? It's Sweeps Week on YouTube. We got to do the dog with the tongue story. That right there is Bisbee, a three-year-old English setter and very good boy whose tongue is so long that his owners had it measured by their veterinarian, then submitted those findings to the Guinness Book of World Records, where Bisbee presumably unseated uh, some weird dog from Turkmenistan. Yeah, some dog that was breeded to have the longest tongue. Much to the chagrin of that country's president. Yeah. Or I guess former president. I guess his son, his son took over. But... Is that a world record? No. Yeah. So actually, the previous title went to a St. Bernard with a tongue over seven inches long, but that dog died back in 2021, so this was an inevitability. There needed to be a new Instagram dog. Yeah. The, the throne, the crown passes a lot quickly, a lot more frequently in the dog world. That's true. But how long is this new record holder's tongue, and can you pet the dog? Well, here, here's more from the official Guinness Book rec website. <laughs> Bisbee, the English setter, probably isn't a pooch you'd want doggy kisses from. I would. That's because the Tucson, Arizona, USA pup has quite a long doggone tongue. Measuring 3.74 inches, or 9.49 centimeters, the three-year-old pup's tongue is longer than a popsicle stick, making it the longest tongue on a living dog. For this record, a dog's tongue is measured from the tip of its snout. The dog must have its tongue out of its snout as far as comfortably possible, when a qualified vet will then measure from the tip up to where it is first visible out of the snout. I measure from the, the butthole. Yeah, I mean, that's cool. It's kind of how everyone measures the size of their <laughs> penis, starting from their asshole. 
So it's a cool yeah. way to measure things. I hope the the dead dog, the Saint Bernard. I hope they they had that tongue sent to like the Muter Museum or that would some, be amazing. Someplace like that. That that come visit beautiful Philadelphia. Look at that tongue right yeah. there. Yeah, uh, another medical oddity. About as far as petting Bisbee goes, well, according to his owners, he is as friendly as can be. He See, loves. He'll yeah, wrap that tongue around you like a watch. Yeah, he, he enjoys showing lots of affection. So get ready for those big wet kisses. Still, coming in at nearly four inches past the snout might seem big to some, but... <laughs> yeah, it does seem pretty big. You, you tell me there's there's a, a contender? As Robin from Howard Stern would say, four inches is fine. Uh, but Mochi, uh, the dog who formerly held the record before going to heaven, had a tongue that apparently measured nearly seven and a half inches. Yeah, that's, that's ridiculous. Or over 18 centimeters past the snout. Which is outrageous and puts poor Bisbee to shame. They Mochi would stick out his tongue and like they'd they'd put the peanut butter on the fork and spread it on that tongue like a like a slice of bread. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they'd play it like a one string bass. Yeah, Mochi was the shower. Bisbee's simply the grower. Also, like uh, you know, dogs if they know there's like a treat like under a door or something, I mean they'll try to get to it. Yeah. But like this this Mochi dog. How are you going to protect like, anything? <laughs> yeah, it grabs you it like an elephant. See seven inches of tongue come from like under a door? Yeah. What is that? Luckily, it was a St. Bernard and was very big in every other conceivable way. So How big was his dick? Probably massive. Oh, my God. Yeah, we don't know. Uh, does he, Guinness even You know uh, what they say, big tongue. Yeah, you got to have what a big dick to big? carry around that root beer bottle around your neck all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Saving skiers That's constantly. What it is. Here's, some, here's some Barks root beers. <laughs> No, I need help. <laughs> How about a nice frothy rupee? That's what it is, right? No, uh, <laughs> I think it's like it just has like supplies. I don't know, actually. No, it's filled with root beer. Root beer. I yeah. thought it was hot chocolate. When, <laughs> How I was does little, it stay hot? when I was a little kid, I thought it was hot chocolate. How does it stay hot? Well, it's then? insulated in the little barrel. And through the dog's warm skin, obviously. Yeah. yeah. yeah it just folds its skin layers <laughs> over. The... Here you go. Here's your hot chocolate. Like, this is frozen solid. What am I supposed to do with this? Please. <laughs> well, yeah, I think the St. Bernard, is, it's there to offer comfort and uh, one last warm drink before you inevitably die. Mm -hmm. uh, you see. So it is funny, though, that in every depiction, it is just a small wooden keg being yeah. carried around by a St. Bernard. What's in that keg? Well, this dog developed a long tongue so that it could lick out of the keg mm -hmm. without anyone being suspicious. <laughs> oh, <laughs> nothing's there. Must, uh, I don't know what happened. No, we have no more root beer for you. Sorry. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, look, um, in our opinion, all these dogs, they're all good boys and good girls, no matter how big the tongue is. <laughs> I'm not a tongue queen. It doesn't matter what size. <laughs> What a fun story to cap off yeah. the, uh, the whole Ohio derailment uh, being co-opted for political gain kind of thing. How close to uh, the Ohio River does Bisbee live? Because uh, it could be, well, it's, it's Tucson, Arizona, so very uh, far. But it, I'm saying it could be, could be chemicals. It might, might be. You know what they're saying? That we've the... yet to see what dog has come out of the sludge in Ohio. Yeah. I saw this. I don't know how accurate it is, but they say that like uh, human penis sizes have like gone up dramatically yeah. in the last like thirty years, and they're like, they're like, that's the good news. <laughs> the, bad, <laughs> the bad news, the bad news is that this is because of just like pollution uh, uh, and like on a scale never seen before. Like you are being poisoned in every possible way, and um, you will die twenty years prematurely. But your hog's gonna be. 
Hogging. But would you want to live an extended 20-year life with a small penis? Yeah. Uh, there was a study, I don't want to misquote it, from years ago about uh, the development of women's breasts and how it relates to uh, just Americans' consumption of food uh, and specifically the foods that they eat. It's just like, yeah, they got big honkers, but at what cost? Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Uh, anything that you seem to uh, gain from life, there's probably something bad uh, lurking in the shadows there. Every silver lining has a touch of gray. And a bad back, too. For the men with the big dongs and the women with the big boobs. Ugh. Everybody's struggling. Anyways, <sighs> we do have more news for you in just a minute. Yeah. Including the big reveal that WB is going to be making more Lord of the Rings movies. What? You get a Lord of the Ring. You get a ring. You get a Lord. What? And yeah, that's pretty much all oh, okay. we're going to talk about. Uh, Warner Brothers says they're going to make more Lord of the Ring movies. Does that statement require more analysis? I don't think so. Yeah. It's not even really that surprising. No, it's not. It's IP that yeah. they own. Mm -hmm. Either way, here's a word from today's sponsor before we get into the rest of the news from this week. Today's sponsor is Factor. This year, you've got goals, and Factor is here to help you achieve each and every one of them. Save time and have the energy you need to tackle everything on your to-do list with Factor's ready-to-eat, nutritious meals delivered straight to your door. Get Factor and not only skip the trip to the grocery store, but skip the chopping, prepping, and cleaning up, too. Factor's fresh, never-frozen meals are ready in just two minutes, so all you have to do is heat and enjoy. No matter what your lifestyle, Factor has the meals to help you live it to the fullest with keto, calorie smart, vegan and veggie, and protein plus meals on the menu each week. Prepared by chefs and approved by dietitians, each meal has all the ingredients you need to feel satisfied all day long. With 34 chef-prepared, dietitian-approved weekly options, there's always something new to try. Plus, you can round out your meal and replenish your snack supply with an assortment of 36-plus sweets, smoothies, juices, and more satisfying add-ons. Looking to cut back on takeout? Get Factor instead. Not only is Factor cheaper than takeout, but meals are ready quicker than restaurant delivery. Just two minutes. Beat that, restaurants. Mm -hmm. Eating vegan or veggie is a snap with Factor. Because each meal is prepared by chefs and approved by dietitians, you know that your Factor meal has all the ingredients you want and nothing you don't. And if you're looking to mix it up, you can add a protein to select vegan and veggie meals each week. Just to piss everyone off. Head to factormeals.com slash newsdump50 and use code newsdump50 to get 50% off your first box. That's code newsdump50 at factormeals.com slash newsdump50 to get 50% off your first box. All right, back to the news now and uh, you know, dipping into the entertainment side of things for a minute. We are here to let you know that there will be absolutely no slapping at the Academy Awards this year. Good. I didn't like that one bit. <laughs> I was very offended. He could have killed him. <laughs> if his hand was full of bees and Chris Rock was allergic to those bees, I don't even want to think about what could happen. Also, I guess I'm not watching the Oscars this year because that's what I was looking forward to. This More is the most exciting slapping. thing that's happened at the Oscars in decades, and now they've banned it? Yeah, I mean, this this wasn't even an issue until last year, uh, but it was also taken way too seriously in the days and weeks and somehow months that followed. Uh, it's still, like, Will Smith is still kind of, like, hiding out. He, ha he released and... a movie, and it was, like, just blacklisted, basically. Yeah, I mean, I think it's been long enough, And guys. for what? Having a bald wife who wants you to stick up for? Like, I, 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 Will Smith clearly, he's, he's the one who needs the most help here. Chris Rock was fine. Yeah. So, I don't know. It seems very weird how, how much people are still hung up, hung up on this. It is strange, he but. He needs uh, a d divorce, it seems like. Yeah, you would have thought that Will Smith killed a guy on live TV the way that both the industry and people online reacted to the whole thing. But still, 
the slap heard round the world was enough for the Academy to bring in a fucking crisis team in order to stop it from happening again. They've got fucking laser shots <laughs> yeah, yeah, on, yeah. on well, all the actors. Don't mind the snipers up there in the, yeah. uh, in the catwalk. They're here for your safety. Just in case. Yeah. <laughs> but yes, it, it's, it's insane when you see the words crisis team being deployed to the Academy Awards. Mm. But uh, look, in addition to the crisis team, sorry, Academy, but nothing is going to save the Oscars at this point, especially not uh, what everyone assumes is armed guards standing by to make sure none of the actors hit each other. You know what the Oscars needs? They need to take a page from the uh, the BAFTAs playbook. Did you see? No, the music? tell me. Did you see the opening number from this year's uh, BAFTA Awards? It was, we can't show it. No. You just got to look it up. There is a... Part of Brexit said it could never leave. One of, one of the, the actresses from Hamilton does this sort of musical medley, and it is it is very strange. Mm. It's, uh, it's, it's like a top cringe clip from the recent uh, past. Why are we holding back on this kind of stuff? It's what makes people watch. Come on, slap more people. I would have never known about it if people weren't like posting about it for days. I'm like, oh, this is amazing. I watched it like several times. I'm surprised you were able to see it it. because with Brexit, you're not allowed to show any more. That's the great thing about Elon Musk's Twitter is (laughs) copyright infringement is okay. Yep. But look, the crisis team, it's not actually, or at least I hope it's not actual armed guards there. It's just an extreme PR firm that is Ready, willing, and waiting. Something that you would assume they would have had anyway. But uh, regardless, here's Time Magazine with more on the Oscars Crisis Seal Team 6. Slap Team 6. Yeah. (laughs) Almost a year after Will Smith slapped Oscars host Chris Rock at last year's show, the Academy is still dealing with the fallout. Bill Kramer, CEO of the Academy, says a crisis team has been put in place for the first time in Academy history to handle other possible surprise moments. Elaborating on this during an interview with the magazine, Kramer said... Because of last year, we've opened our minds to the many things that can happen at the Oscars. But these crisis plans, the crisis communication teams and structures we have in place, allow us to say that this is the group that we have to gather very quickly. This is how we all come together. This is the spokesperson. This will be the statement. And obviously, depending on the specifics of the crisis, and let's hope something doesn't happen and we never have to use these, but we already have frameworks in place that we can modify. I love how he said, like, I hope we don't have to use this. Because if Warren Beatty gets the award winner wrong one more fucking time. <laughs> Dick Tracy, that copyright is going straight back to where uh, it belongs, I guess. Yeah. That other company. And and that's because they're going to shoot Warren Beatty. Yeah. Sad. The Oscars is not holding back. Oh, you wanted to see violence? We'll show you violence. I hope Warren Beatty shows up as Dick Tracy. That would be for fucking no amazing. Reason. For no fucking reason. <laughs> <laughs> they should give him an award for his appearance on Turner Classic Movies. No, my lawyer said the last thing I did, it didn't quite meet the threshold for um, proper usage of intellectual property, so I'm wearing the trench coat again. For the 32nd year <laughs> in a row, Dick Tracy wins Best Picture. <laughs> Accepting the award is Dick Tracy himself. Me. Who really has it out for Warren Beatty. <laughs> and... Uh, we're going to have Warren Beatty out on stage, too, as a hologram so they yeah. can argue with each other. It's top quality content. Get wild with it. Make the Oscars dumb as hell. Anyways, yeah, they're definitely going to have snipers making sure no one gets slapped, aren't they? But like we said... Pulling back your hand to do a slap and just like... And uh, just a hand gets blown off. A 50 cal just takes your entire hand off. <laughs> I was congratulating him. No high fives at the Oscars because no. they're going to get very testy. They're a false alarm. They got they got Chat GPT running most of these guns. <laughs> Actually, so no nobody human, wants to snipe anymore uh, because no humans should be tasked with taking another life. We have given the job to the new Bing AI. 
<laughs> I'm feeling very lonely. Yeah. Uh, anyways, they this seems to just be a way for uh, the Academy to get out in front of the narrative instead of just shooting people. I choose to believe there are snipers. Yeah. Uh, first of all, who cares? The slap was literally the only thing that people were talking about after last year's ceremony, and it was maybe the most viewed clip of the award show ever. Yeah. If anything, they should let these nominees physically fight over the award. At the very least, it would definitely increase viewership, which is their end goal in any decision-making process anyway. Yeah. And this year's host is Jimmy Kimmel, a man who not only wants to get slapped, probably does, gets gratification. Yeah, and if you slap Jimmy Kimmel, he'd probably cry. <laughs> he Great content. Would. Yes. He does cry. cry a lot. And then he can see you on the show immediately after that he does yeah. an interview Next door. about the slap. Yeah. That's that's called integration. They're definitely, like, I wouldn't be surprised if they had some bit where, like, he gets slapped in, like, pratfalls or something. I don't know. That's the thing I'm more curious about is, like, do they acknowledge it or no? I, I think what they should do is, uh, you know, honor every bald person in the audience yeah. with a static shot. We are like the, the bald. Like, we are the people. Like the in memoriam section. Yeah. It should just have photos of all the bald people, even if they wear wigs or have like implants. Actually bald. <laughs> yeah, just call them Travolta, out. yeah, we know. You're not fooling anyone. Uh, he's embraced it now, which is Yeah, good. he finally has. Yeah, uh, so that's good. But yes, I think pointing out, <laughs> pointing out every bald person in the crowd can only do good things. We are the bald. We refuse to be silent anymore. Anyways, moving over to your weekly what the fuck is going on over at Fox News story. The word woke has obviously lost all meaning. And at this point, it's just a catch-all for anything that conservatives don't like. It's been like this for a while now, but the increased usage of the word to describe literally everything and anything has reached a level of absurdity not seen before. Case in point, woke Legos. Woke they goes. I guess. They them goes. <laughs> <laughs> Fox News' latest target in the absolutely pointless culture war that they are waging are Legos. Why? These new woke Legos, they don't uh, hurt like hell when you step on them. <laughs> They're soft. <laughs> They're Legos. soft. This is bullshit. What happened to this country? Yeah, we used to we used to make hard things. And we didn't <laughs> used to make it. We would import them from Denmark. But that's yeah. neither here nor there. Um, so why? Why has Lego now gone woke? Or which Lego is woke now? Or, or what is going on? Allow us to explain. You see, Lego released a figure that is missing a leg. And one that has Down syndrome. What? Wait. That makes them woke, you see. Okay. Also, it's it's probably because Lego originated in Denmark, a, a socialist country. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Very socialist. These country. Legos have health care, goddammit. Don't you understand? That's funny because I used to like pull the fucking limbs off all my toys. Yeah, well, the thing is, is I didn't know that was. <laughs> these Legos are actually taken care of by their government's healthcare. Uh, yeah. And that's why, if people look into it, they're going to see that uh, taxpayer funded healthcare could benefit society. So, the Legos are woke. They're yeah. Gone woke. Anyways, here's more on this latest bit of outrage uh, from The Independent. In a segment on Fox News, host Harris Faulkner introduced a segment on Lego by announcing that Lego is going woke. As evidence, Faulkner offered news that the Danish toy companies unveiling a range of new characters include characters with anxiety, characters who are disabled, and characters with Down syndrome. 
These are really important issues, Faulkner told Fox radio host Jimmy Fayilla. Do you, do you want Lego in there? Definitely not, Fayilla said. But what's so fascinating about this story is the divide in the country. Republicans think it is insane that they are forcing identity politics into Legos. Democrats are upset they didn't make a drag queen stripper. What? What? They're fucking Legos. You, you put them together, you build shit with them. Shut Literally up. do whatever you want with them. That's kind of the whole point. Yeah. This is the Mr. Potato Head thing all over again and worse. But yeah, it continues. Faya, who hosts the radio program Fox Across America on weekdays, went on to argue that Lego is introducing the characters with various different identities, be identities? because <laughs> of a particular political agenda. But the reason they force identity into toys is because they think identity comes with a built-in political orientation. And that's what they're after here, Faya said. I'm not having it. This is... Especially, like, grotesque because, I mean, just in this country in general, uh, a lot of people are on disability. But I would imagine, like, within the Republican Party, especially the, the older generations, you got a lot of people on uh, on disability. And a lot of people... Uh, uh, I, guess, I guess you could say those people have gone woke by being disabled. The old, uh, now uh, oldest members... Uh, of the Republican Party are Vietnam veterans who may have lost limbs uh, fighting a pointless war. Yeah, they went over to Vietnam. They got woke. <laughs> they came back woke. Jesus. And PTSD. Woke. You mean yeah. woke syndrome? Yeah. So if nothing else, uh, this segment might, as Elliot pointed out, have a cooling effect on the term, as even this might be a bit too much for your average Fox viewer some of whom undoubtedly suffer yeah. from the very ailments it's like, that are being represented in this toy set. Has this guy seen the ads that run on his channel? Yeah. <laughs> it's like... I don't know. If you knew nothing about Fox News and you just had to, like, guess who's watching this based on the ads, you would you would be like, oh, the sickest person who's ever lived yeah. is the target audience here. Someone who has every fucking disease You know imaginable. who's woke? Everyone who uses a CPAP machine. <laughs> Now what? Like talking. I was gonna come out with a toy a that snores machine. now. <laughs> it, it's it's it drives me insane. Anyways, at, look at least you know hopefully this snaps people out of it. Either way, we got this amazing screenshot out of it where their entire news wall is filled to the brim with woke ass Legos, and and also a Chiron that says missing limbs or having anxiety are symptoms of the wokeness. Wow, it's uh. I've, yeah, they've gone woke. I can't wait to see what what goes woke next. I don't know. I feel like we've reached the pinnacle of this, but I'm constantly impressed by their ability to find new and exciting things that they consider woke. Having diabetes is going woke. Wearing yeah. adult diapers, woke. You should be shitting your pants like a man. <laughs> exactly. Let your body decay naturally. Don't do anything to stop yeah. the process of, uh, of yeah. Type 1 diabetes, not woke. You're born with that. Type 2, though, it's an identity that you adopted later in life. Very uh, woke. Someone uh, woke up a too, many, many, too many times at night yeah. and had an eclair. Yeah. Too woke. Too woke. Yeah. Anyways, over in the media affecting geopolitics, U.S. intelligence released two sets of images and statements about Chinese technology that can be summed up by the U.S. saying, um, this you? <laughs> course in a derogatory sense yeah one image captured by a u.s spy plane flying above the chinese surveillance balloon clearly shows the device from the closest possible angle 
Uh, in the reporting on the release of the image, the Washington Post adds, the photograph appears to have been taken from the cockpit of the single-seat U-2 <sighs> Dragon Lady. What? That's the name of the U-2 plane Did that was spying on the Chinese. specifically? Yeah, let's just get extra racist with it. Ugh. The Dragon Lady, a high-altitude reconnaissance aircraft in service since the 1950s. Okay, so that's their excuse. It used to be okay to say Dragon Lady. Do you know how fucking pissed people would get if they changed the name of this plane that they're not even supposed to know about. The Air Force has gone woke. U-2s can cruise at altitudes greater than 70,000 feet, allowing it to look down on the Chinese airship that officials said had reached heights of 60,000 to 65,000 feet. The image shows an Air Force pilot clad in a pressurized suit and helmet maneuvering the aircraft as the balloon passes below. Large solar panels attached to the airship appear to be visible, with equipment strung from a canopy that U.S. military officials have described as 200 feet tall. The craft's payload was estimated to be the size of two to three buses. That's, sir, that's not a Chinese spy balloon. That's the battle bus. Yeah, where we dropping, boys? That's, that is, you know, all things considered, when you think about how that battle bus is doing up there, uh, do we know that this isn't some big Fortnite metaverse we're living in? Yeah. Yeah. Also, there was a, uh, again, I must be spreading in bad faith, but a clearly edited video of uh, the spy balloon from the ground where someone has uh, altered it uh, to add like a CCTV camera that moves and people are sharing it. You wouldn't be able to see that. <laughs> Ridiculous. Anyways, uh, anyways, uh, over in another display of US tech superiority, the NASA Mars Reconnaissance Orbiter has confirmed that China's Mars rover has broken down and apparently hasn't even moved for several months. Yeah, we, we, we packed a couple blue shells with our rover. Like, yeah. <laughs> <Pew>! <laughs> I don't think so. Womp womp. Yeah. <laughs> From space.com. On February 10th, China's Tianwen-1 mission, the country's first interplanetary mission, celebrated its second anniversary in Mars orbit. But in one major piece of the mission, the Zurong rover seems to have stalled. And there's now photo evidence of its stationary state. Zurong entered a planned hibernation in May of 2022 to ride out the dark and cold Martian winter, as the rover relies on solar energy for power and heat. Its controllers at the China National Space Administration, CNSA, anticipated a wake-up in December as the light returned in Martian spring. But the, I love how it's just like Australia. Yeah. Yeah. Mars. Just like Australia. <laughs> <laughs> but the agency has not yet provided any updates about Zurong. New images, released Tuesday, February 21st, by the University of Arizona, which manages the high-rise camera on NASA's Mars Reconnaissance Orbiter, show that Zurong did not move between September 7, 2022 and February 8, 2023, further suggesting that the rover has not yet awoken from hibernation. Not woke. The Chinese rover. Yeah, it's sleep. Yeah, <laughs> yes. Uh, anyways, we flew a, a helicopter around up there, so checkmate. Yeah, we're winning on that planet, at least. Yes. Uh, speak. Th this is also like totally a case where they're gonna be like, "Well, you see, solar power doesn't work when the lights are off." Checkmate, libs. Uh, uh, to to uh, jump off of that, uh, Matt Gates is currently uh, trying to stop uh, wind farms in the Gulf of Mexico, uh, and his reasoning is the same as Trump's. Birds. He claims that it is, has a negative environmental impact because of all the birds that it will kill. Um, no. And I wish, I wish someone would just go back like, I don't know, 10, 15 years ago and just show him the uh, fucking BP oil spill in the Gulf of Mexico 
that uh, is still affecting the entire area to this yeah, day. Yeah, I mean, hey, buddy, if, you, if you're worried about the birds. Check oh. out these dolphins. Yeah, check this shit out. You're not going to believe Deepwater Horizon. Mark Wahlberg went there. It was a whole thing. He did, after he went to Boston. Yeah. Yep. Anyways, uh, that's it for today's news dump. It was a lot of dumping. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so I uh, hope you enjoyed the episode. If you did, please subscribe to the channel. Please like the video so we can, uh, you know, survive on here. Section 230, not going to be decided until this summer. Yeah. And they... it seems as though the Supreme Court is kind of just washing its hands of it. Like, this is not our job. I hope that's the case. Yeah, it seems that but way. The suspense is killing me. Yes. Uh, I am edging. So don't let me edge any longer. In the meantime, please watch our most recent episodes of Tech Newsday. It is chock full of AI drama that you do not want to miss, including the best new channel on Twitch. Please, please watch the video and also watch our earlier video from this week, uh, including which includes uh, the Instagram paid verification drama that's currently unfolding. Yeah. Very dumb. Subscribe to the channel, leave a like, leave a comment, and we'll see you soon. Bye. Bye.